Hello and welcome. This is Gartkosh and Glen Boyd Parish Church's service for Sunday the 21st of June. I'm Dave Slater. I'm delighted we can join in worship together. You can, if you haven't already, download the order of service for the hymn words. Links will be in the description on Facebook and on Podbean. If you're listening back later on our telephone service, perhaps a neighbour or friend can arrange to get a copy of the order for you. Notices will be at the end of that order of service. And just to remind you, I'll go live on Facebook this afternoon at 4pm for a cuppa and chat and on Wednesday evening at 7.30pm for our prayer service. Also experimenting with the use of Zoom in these Facebook Lives, so do watch the WhatsApp group for the Zoom details. The psalmist writes, Hear, O Lord, and answer me, for I am poor and needy. Guard my life, for I am devoted to you. You are my God. Save your servant who trusts in you. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I call to you all day long. Bring joy to your servant, for to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. So let us worship God with our first song. O God, you search me and you know me.
you'd like to share in the refrain during our prayer. The prayer is heavily inspired by Psalm 86. The refrain is, Hear our prayers, O Lord. Listen to our cry for mercy. Dear Lord, among the gods there is none like you, O Lord. No deeds can compare with yours. You are forgiving and good, O Lord, abounding in love to all who call on you. Hear our prayers, O Lord. Listen to our cry for mercy. All the nations you have made will come and worship before you, O Lord. They will bring glory to your name, for you are great and do marvellous deeds. You alone are God. Hear our prayers, O Lord. Listen to our cry for mercy. Teach us your ways, O Lord, and we will walk in your truth. Give us undivided hearts that we may fear your name. We will praise you, O Lord, with all of our hearts. We will glorify your name forever. Hear our prayers, O Lord. Listen to our cry for mercy. For great is your love towards us. You have delivered us from the depths of the grave, from our sin and selfishness, from our lostness and grief. Hear our prayers, O Lord. Listen to our cry for mercy. You, O Lord, are a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. Turn to us and have mercy on us. Grant your strength to your servants and save the son of your maidservant. Give us a sign of your goodness that our enemies may see it and be put to shame. For you, O Lord, have helped us and comforted us. Hear our prayers, O Lord. Listen to our cry for mercy. For we pray according to the pattern that Jesus taught his friends. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory for ever. Amen. Following last week's news about Colin Wood, remember Colin was placed with us for his discernment process, applying for ministry. Well, not only has he become a dad again, as we said, but he's also successfully got through the next stage of assessment. Given that the assessment conference was conducted online, it's great to hear that that wasn't a barrier uh, to him being seen and his call being recognised. So Colin is a candidate for ministry, well, that's subject to formal nomination by his presbytery, and I imagine we'll look to begin training uh, soon. I'm due to have a catch-up with him this week, so we'll hear more, but congratulations again, Colin. Our ongoing collection for the food bank, the fantastic 24 bags of groceries this week. Uh, it's been growing week on week, and uh, it's great to see folk supporting that. You can leave in bags at the gate at 102 Loch End Road, or let us know to arrange collection, and we very much appreciate your contributing to this. The birthdays that I'm aware of include Mark McKeown, our interim moderator. Big birthday, Mark. Uh, happy birthday when that comes. And Joe Bunch. And please continue to keep family and friends of Mr James MacDonald in your thoughts and prayers 
as well as all those who are grieving the loss of a loved one or those who are dealing with illness or in a hospital. Catherine Slater is going to do our reading this morning. The Bible reading is taken from Genesis chapter 21, verses 8 to 21. Hagar and Ishmael sent away. The child grew and was weaned, and on the day Isaac was weaned, Abraham held a great feast. But Sarah saw that the son whom Hagar the Egyptian had borne to Abraham was mocking, and she said to Abraham, Get rid of that slave woman and her son, for that slave woman's son will never share in the inheritance with my son Isaac. The matter distressed Abraham greatly, because it concerned his son. But God said to him, do not be so distressed about the boy and your maidservant. Listen to whatever Sarah tells you, because it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. I will make the son of the maidservant into a nation also, because he is your offspring. Early the next morning, Abraham took some food and a skin of water and gave them to Hagar. He set them on her shoulders and then sent her off with the boy. She went on her way and wandered in the desert of Beersheba. When the water in the skin was gone, she put the boy under one of the bushes. Then she went off and sat down nearby, about a bow shot away, for she thought, I cannot watch the boy die. And as she sat there nearby, she began to sob. God heard the boy crying and the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What is the matter, Hagar? Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. Lift the boy up and take him by the hand, for I will make him into a great nation. Then God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. So she went and filled the skin with water and gave the boy a drink. God was with the boy as he grew up. He lived in the desert and became an archer. While he was living in the desert of Paran, his mother got a wife for him from Egypt. This is the word of the Lord. I saw a powerful series of photographic images recently, whereby heroes, supporting characters, and indeed some who would be described as villains of the Bible, were depicted not as blonde-haired, blue-eyed, white-skinned Europeans, but as arguably a more realistic set of shades and colours as of course originally many would have been Middle Eastern or African and likely to be at least olive-skinned, if not brown or black. It's quite a corrective to years and even centuries of seeing Jesus and others in our own image. Now, I should say I don't believe the photographer is necessarily claiming that Jesus had dreadlocks and looked like he came from sub-Saharan Africa or that the models he's used for his images look precisely as the original characters would have done so much as looking to challenge what you might call whitewashes, stereotyping, provoking thoughts and conversation. Why should we think that Old and New Testament figures look like us? Or indeed, why should people with other genetic heritage not get to picture Jesus in their own image? Our reading today jumps into Genesis in the days of the patriarchs, the ancestors of the children of Israel. And the whole story of Abraham from chapter 12 up to chapter 25, and of course on through Jacob, Isaac and Joseph, is worth a lot of examination. Here though we'll consider just briefly that Abraham and Sarah have had a promise from God of a child, 
and being made the source of a great nation. And after some time, they thought perhaps that God's promise would be fulfilled not directly through Sarah, who seemed to be unable to have children, but through her maidservant, Hagar, who went on to have a son to Abraham named Ishmael. Needless to say, this set up tension between Hagar and Sarah, though she was still known as Sarai at this point. God might have been angry with Abraham and Sarah for this, but in fact he renewed his promise that Sarah herself would bear a child, even at age 90. Our reading picked up just after the birth of this child, Isaac, meaning laughter, perhaps for Sarah's laugh of disbelief the previous year on hearing that renewed promise. So Sarah reacts against Hagar and particularly Ishmael, perhaps in his early teens by this point. The word translated as mocking could also be playing and is related to Isaac's name, the laughing playing. Was he taking Isaac's place? She asks Abraham to get rid of them, even though Ishmael was his son and it had been Sarah's idea. But God was going to fulfil his original promise through Isaac, though he did say he would also make Ishmael into a nation too, simply because he was Abraham's son. The story paints a picture already of God's grace and mercy. Rather than show anger for their trying to force the issue, God incorporates Ishmael into his plans. On Abraham's prayer on his behalf, if only he might live under your blessing, God promises to likewise make him into a great nation. You can see that in chapter 17. But perhaps something we would rarely do in this passage is think of Hagar's situation. She was an African. She was from Egypt. Whether her appearance was paler or darker is perhaps neither here nor there. Yet there's a strange foreshadowing here of the Exodus. In this case, an Egyptian is cast out of an Israelite family, though not yet called by that name. What do we think of this person, referred to more positively as a maidservant and more negatively as a slave, who's used to secure a family and then cast out when she's no longer needed? Or wanted. Again, there's a strange parallel and foreshadowing of the later sacrifice of Isaac, just one chapter afterwards, in fact. Abraham is up early, collecting what would be needed, and Hagar, whose name sounds like the word for sojourner or immigrant, is one who has previously been the first in the Bible to name God as the one who sees me. She's the recipient of grace. God hears the cries. There's a slight textual variation, whether it's the cries from Hagar or from her son. He hears the cries and their thirst and encourages her. And in a similar way as Abraham would see the ram in the thicket, Hagar then sees the well of water. The need is met supernaturally. So this outsider, this foreigner, slave, surrogate mother is seen and spoken to by God, who again assures her that Ishmael would become a great nation. And we hear that God was with the boy as he grew up. God's seeing of Hagar also has resonance today. In the phrase, I see you, and what we think of as its new or expanded meaning of, I understand where you're coming from, I affirm you. In fact, that meaning seems to be present here. God sees an outsider, a foreigner and her son, and blesses them. God saves them and is with Ishmael and makes him into a nation. And that's, of course, traditionally understood to be those of Arab heritage. I think this story has a lot to say and to show to us, perhaps about the tensions that can arise, sadly, in what we might call blended families and complex families, 
about the challenges of being a single parent, but also about the difficulties of being a migrant. Even as Abraham and Sarah were themselves migrants, yet they sent Hagar on her way. Just yesterday, Saturday, was International Refugee Day, and often we picture the issue of refugees, immigrants and asylum seekers, not all the same thing of course, being those from outside who are coming in. But actually from the perspective of those in that situation, for many it's simply a case of being a family or part of a family, trying to do whatever they can to survive and to look after their children. Sadly, sometimes in the media, we see the images of those who were not successful. The photos of Alan or Elan Kurdi, the three-year-old on a beach, have been amongst those which gained widespread notice in past years. But suffering can come much closer than that to us. Those found or kept on the edges, those who are disadvantaged, as of course women and servants would have been in patriarchal times, as many are even today because of their skin colour or ethnic heritage. So what is our call to respond? Not all may be part of God's grand plan to create and bless nations, as Isaac and Ishmael would be. But whether Egyptian or Semitic, whether born due to human plans or God's intent, whether in a conventional or a blended or a single-parent family or some other combination, surely our calling is clear, to follow the God who sees, and in our own way to see people, not just seeing them skin deep or seeing them as those with whom we identify and those whom we don't, but to see those who are persecuted and mistreated, to see those who are pushed to the margins, to see those who need a skin of water or a gesture of compassion, and maybe also to examine our own attitudes and prejudices. Do we see Christianity, as so many places where missionaries went in the past did, as the white man's religion, something being imported? Do we look at America and think, we don't have their problems here? Do we react against the idea that Naomi looked Middle Eastern, that Samson might have been black, that almost no one in the Bible is likely to have been white? If God created humankind in his own image, why might we privilege one kind of image over another? May God help us to be full of grace, radically compassionate, open to helping those on the margins. In Jesus' name, Amen. And we move into our prayers for others. Let us pray. Dear God and loving Heavenly Father, we praise you for your love and power and ever-presence with us. We thank you that there are always many blessings to give thanks for, for our daily needs being met, food and drink, clothes and a roof over our heads. And we remember those who don't always have these things, those who are hungry at times or homeless or struggling to make ends meet. Thank you for those who seek to help in these situations, whether governmental, such as the scheme to provide food vouchers for school pupils over the summer, or by other agencies and charities, like our own local Coatbridge Food Bank. And we thank you for the generosity of those from this area that has seen that contribution grow over recent weeks. Lord, we pray too for those who are ill or recovering from illness. This week I've heard interviews with two of my ministry colleagues who went through COVID-19 and it's hard with ongoing effects to their health. 
be with all who've been ill with it, and with other diseases and conditions. And we pray on for Bill as well as Jean in the family. And we ask for those who've gone through bereavement or anniversaries of loss, for your comfort and presence. Be with the family of James MacDonald, especially on Monday. We think of places around the world where the impact of this is much worse, where there are refugee camps. And we pray for Christian Aid, Tear Fund and other organisations working in such situations. We pray for the church, for those continuing as online and virtual and those seeking to open for private prayer. May those looking to do that be able to do so safely and following all the government and church guidelines. We also remember those going through a process of responding to call, calls to ministry or calls to first or other charges. Much and many of the processes have been delayed, but we're thankful for creative thinking that has allowed some conferences to proceed, some inductions to happen. We particularly ask your blessing on Colin Wood as he looks forward to his next steps, and we remember Gary Bainbridge in his studies. Lord, we pray for our leaders, both in this country and around the world. Grant them eyes to see, ears to hear, wisdom to act in ways that are the best for all those for whom they're responsible. Lord, help us as individuals think of ourselves, our own thoughts and reactions to people. Search out any wrong attitudes within us and enable us to examine and confront them. Lord, hear and answer all our prayers and concerns and give us your grace and peace. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Our closing hymn is Great is Thy Faithfulness.
thanks to our contributors today, Tom and Catherine. You might already have noticed this week's hymns were recorded in Glenboig Parish Church. Let us go, seeking the blessing of God on our lives, on our homes, on our thoughts and our actions. And may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all, this day, this week and always. Amen. We sing our blessing song, May the God of Peace. May 